And now it's time for the Sports Illustrated Longhorn Maven Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Dalton. Welcome to the wide world of Texas Longhorn football. I'm Dalton Sweat sitting down with uh, Chris Dukes from the Sports Illustrated Longhorn Maven. And uh, Chris, we are here after a bye week, or I guess we'll call it in the middle of a bye week, where uh, there's not a lot to update off the last week, uh, not a lot of discussion besides uh, Texas fans trying to move on from the depression of losing to TCU to, hey, we still have more football to play. And, you know, I think uh, when you go into a bye week like the one that Texas was in, you're almost happy there wasn't football, but by this point you're you're ready for some more football and something Something to take the taste of the last, really, three weeks of football out of your mouth. You're right. It's, it, it's terrible to have to go into a bye week on a loss like that yeah. because it just sticks with you and you're ready to move on to something new. Like, it, it just, it follows you around. It's, it, it, it makes the week a lot worse. Right. And it, it, it makes for some salty practices, which I imagine that there have been uh, yeah. in Austin this week. Well, uh, you can find out more from uh, Chris about Texas Longhorn Sports at si.com slash college slash Texas, or you can follow him on Twitter at, at Duke's Take. Um, and uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Let's talk about Kansas State and what they bring to the table. Uh, you know, the, the last, uh, th- that win over OU. I mean, you just want to talk about where on earth did that win come from? I, I don't know anybody that would have predicted that uh, Kansas State really could have topped OU, who was looking like a, a, a true juggernaut in college football. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it came down to you know self-inflicted wounds for for OU. You know, you turned the ball over four times. You on the road, you're probably not going to beat just about anybody. Play, you know, uh, but there were. There were a lot of things that, that Kansas State does does well that really, you know, uh, probably didn't play into their OU strength that, that might actually, you know, surprisingly play into what Texas does well this week, which, you know, there's some optimism there, uh, which I know we'll kind of get into more as, as we kind of go through. So let's just uh, take this, you know, uh, n- normally we go through and kind of recap the last game and then preview the next game and We don't have that uh, luxury with a a, a bye week sitting here. So uh, let's just talk a little bit about this Kansas offense. Let's start with start with that and what the Longhorns are going to be facing. You know, they're they're running offense uh, pretty much for the most part. Their quarterback can throw, but really prefers to run. So at the same time, they've still got some decent skill position players, but nothing that Texas hasn't seen before. I mean, uh, their their top wide receiver. You know, Dalton uh, uh, shown is, I don't know, going to be the fifth, eighth best wide receiver that Texas has faced. You know, it's nothing that's going to surprise them. Um, and then the big thing that Kansas State has is they have a, a very veteran offensive line. And, you know, that was, you know, going back to that, that win over OU they had, you know, that was the same defensive line that, you know, terrorized Sam Ellinger mm-hmm. a few weeks ago in the Cotton Bowl. And they they pretty much negated their entire pass rush. So, yeah, they're, they're a very veteran defensive line. They're, they're a group that's not going to fall for any tricks, and they are a group that's going to be they, – they know exactly how to execute the scheme that they want to execute on. They've got at least three starters that have started multiple seasons. Uh, I think it's their left tackle and both guards, if I remember correctly. Um, 
not just started this season, not just started last season, but the season before that. I mean, this is a really uh, um, upperclassman-laden offensive line for, for Kansas State. And, you know, the old adage is you, you win ball games in the trenches, and, and maybe that's why Kansas State doesn't look so impressive on paper but seems to win ball games, you right. know? Yeah, I mean, they went they went to Mississippi State and really took it to an SEC team. They, You know, you'd have to really think on it, about it, but they probably have the best win of or non-conference win of any big 12 team it was uh that kind of it was that kind of non-conference season well so. that's also because oklahoma doesn't play anybody in the non-conference yeah well <laughs> they oklahoma oklahoma got uh houston and, and ucla both on uh seemingly down years this year uh, well, well let's go ahead and talk a little bit you you mentioned uh some of their wins and losses and at least in big 12 play uh they they, they got that win over oklahoma like we talked about they lost to baylor um I can't figure out Baylor for the life of me. You know, like Matt Rule is obviously an excellent coach. Uh, everybody in football will tell you he's an excellent coach. I I, I just don't see how they keep winning. You know, uh, over and over again. I I know that the the talent that he's winning with is. I mean, the talent to wins ratio. I I, I don't know. You'd have to look at recruiting. He's extracting that 110, oh, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. He's <laughs> he's putting all his guys in the exact right position, uh, and they've also, you know, they've got a lot of the the a lot of oh, they've got a pretty backloaded schedule. So we'll we'll find out a lot more about Baylor as they go through. Yeah, well, uh, Kansas State lost to Baylor and Oklahoma State. Texas fans are familiar. Oklahoma State's not a pushover. But uh, they're also not a world beater, you know, and, and they were able to top Kansas State. And then uh, Kansas State beat T- TCU. So, you know, you're trying to kind of look at comp games. You know, how did Texas play versus TCU? How did uh, Texas play versus Oklahoma State? And, and how that translated to Kansas State? And to me, it looks like you know, that Kansas is a solid football club by – not somebody that I think is really in contention to um, win any Big Twelve title or anything, but uh, but they're a good they're a good football team and they're one that that Texas can't take lightly. Right, and and their 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 big thing is you know you, you look at hey they beat this team hey they lost to this team the way that this team is built they're going to exploit some matchups against some teams that you know other that it's not just talent on talent it's it's this team wants to do one like a couple of things really well. And if they can get the right matchup on the right team, they're gonna they're gonna be a lot of trouble in a tough out. And you know some of the things that they do well, like I said, actually for once kind of favor you know some of Texas's strengths. I know we're kind of get, getting into that, but you know they, they're very physical. They want to run the football. That's one thing Texas is. I mean traditional running teams. They've they've been above above serviceable still. I mean mm-hmm. uh, you know tackling's been. An adventure at times, but but it's <laughs> a very kind getting, way to put it, Chris. They're not <laughs> getting pushed around up front for for the most part this year. Yeah, well, I agree. Uh, in fact, I would say that Todd Orlando's defense is based around stop the run, deal with the pass. And the problem is that not a lot of teams that they face this year have been run first or run oriented teams. A couple of them in there. Um, I guess you could say TCU probably starts in that vicinity, although maybe not the. The game they played against Texas, but he he is a stop the run, deal with the pass, second type 
um, defense. And so I think Kansas State's affinity for the run does kind of play into Texas' hand. Yeah, and, and you know, just this will be the not, not in any way in talent, but in scheme, the most like the Rice game that of anybody that Texas has played. Like I said, I mean, obviously you're upgrading a lot on talent and, and, but, but scheme wise, this is a team that wants to run the ball downhill. They want to, they want to build everything they do off of that. They want to, they want to run a lot of play action. There's not a lot of just drop back and try to beat you throwing the ball, but uh, we've said that a couple weeks in a row, and, <laughs> you know, when we're doing previews. So who knows? Yes, you know, uh, you're 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 dead on um, Duggan for TCU. They're like, oh well, he can run a little bit, he can pass a little bit. Hasn't been overly impressive as a freshman, but he's done a solid job. And then boy, he just blows up against Texas. You know, it's almost like uh, you, you know what what quarterback can't look good against this team at times and Carter Stanley looked like Joe Montana Uh, you know well next on the list is Skylar Thompson for uh Kansas State uh he's once again uh, just as we've said before pretty good but not overwhelming you know um he's got about the same amount of touchdown passes as he has rushing touchdowns so you know take that for, for what it's worth doesn't run for a lot of yards but uh, in the red zone seems to make it work. Scam, yeah. scrambler, very yeah. much, very much so. Um, and then you add that to James Gilbert uh, on the ground. He is a uh, pretty impressive runner. Nothing like what I would say was brought to the table by Kansas, you know, yeah. um, but still a pretty impressive runner nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you'd put him behind Kansas, Oklahoma State, probably even Oklahoma, anybody that's on those rosters. But yeah. still, I mean, still uh, a guy that's capable of not only getting yards between the tackles, he's proved that all year, but he's got a little bit of a burst to him. I mean, he can break off some, he had some nice runs and that went over OU. Uh, this is a guy that uh, he can, he's, he's got enough speed to hurt you if you don't get him down when you're supposed to get him down, which has been a problem. So uh, at the same time, we talked about quarterbacks kind of having their best game of the year against Texas so far. Uh, what are you worried about with Skylar Thompson? That he is really good at picking his spots and uh, really good at, at at scrambling to throw. Um, He's a, an out of the pocket type guy. Yeah, and a guy that a guy that maybe isn't going to ever impress anybody. He's not going to be on anybody's NFL radar, no. but he's usually putting his team in a good position. I mean, he's he's not he's not going to they're not going to count on him to win the game for them. But he's a guy that very rarely loses the game for them. And, and that's that's kind of what this whole offense is built around. Well, and, uh, y- y- you know, this defense or this offense being a run-oriented offense, people always talk about how, you know, you run the ball to help the defense, keep them off the field, get them rested, less possessions, all that stuff. So let's transition to this defense that um, has been pretty solid so far this year. You know, I, I know – OU scored what forty one? I think it was forty one points. But heck, holding holding the OU to forty one right. is impressive. Um, but uh, what they've tried to run, at least against some of the more talented teams, is kind of this Tampa two drop back, uh, two safeties, let the ball come to you, tackle, don't let anything go over the top. Uh, that's what we've seen so far. I expect that's what will be seen against Texas. Uh, I think they're going to once again try and take away Colin Johnson over the top, let Devin Duvernay have 10 yards, you know, try and gang tackle 
Um, they've got some pretty good linebackers. We'll get into that in a second. But o- overall, I wouldn't call them the most aggressive defense. You know, they're not coming at you with a lot of blitzes. It won't be what you saw from Gary Patterson where – where you know you're seeing different coverage looks and not not knowing how to read it when you wind up the line of scrimmage. It's gonna be a lot of stuff that that Ellinger is gonna know what it is, uh, but they rely on the fact that their guys are are fundamentally sound and make tackles in space and and don't let you know five six yard plays turn into 50, 60 yard plays and and you know that that could it's gonna be important for the Texas offense to not get frustrated and understand and and that's one thing Texas is been still pretty decent at most of this years they're not afraid to go on a 12 13 14 play drive and you know take some time off the clock themselves if that if that's if that's what the defense wants to give up you know against tcu it was their secondary that was just absurdly talented you know like they kind of had this one position group that stood out above all the rest i don't know that that's the case so much with this uh, kansas state team they've got talented players but it's a linebacker here a a defensive tackle here a safety here you know it's kind of spread out over the team i'd say you know their defensive backs with uh denzel goolsby you know he's a senior safety he's been playing really well this year leads the team in tackles um and then uh, aj parker um has three interceptions uh, and uh, four pass defensive. They, they've got some talent in that secondary. I, I still don't I don't know that they can truly match up with Texas's one-two punch at wide receiver, though. I, I, I mean, they definitely, they can't the way that, you know, like going back to the TCU game, they can't, and, and you know, both, the, both, both Texas's best receivers went off in that game. Yeah. Um, True. Just because they do well doesn't mean Texas wins. Right. Uh, <laughs> And, and and I think I mean you you might see some of that too with 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 what they do is is you know keep everything in front try to try to confuse Ellinger in 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 the red zone and be physical in the red zone and keep keep t- turn turn long drives of the red zone into into field goal opportunities instead of touchdowns and that's that's really what what Kansas State wants to do anyway they want to do that and then hold on to the ball a long time on offense and and. Uh, you know, play, just just take away the the things that make you make this make this Texas team really explosive. Also, I would say on defense, uh, one of the names that you're likely to hear called uh, Daquan Patton, linebacker for Kansas State, really athletic player that's trying to put it all together to become a complete player at this point. I'd, I'd expect to see his name call. And then there's a couple defensive uh, linemen. Um, mainly in the middle, uh, Trey Deshaun, 6'2", 300 for Kansas State. Um, they've also got um, Jordan Mitty, another defensive tackle uh, that, that gets up there in that, that 4-3, I guess. Maybe, yeah, 4-3, I guess we'd call it for their, their defense. Um, they, they've got some talent across the board that's going to give some trouble to this, this uh, Texas offense. A little bit, like I like like we both kind of talked about. There's there's nothing overwhelmingly talented about this Kansas State defense. It, it's just that you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna get guys running free down the field. You're not gonna get a bunch of coverage busts. You're not gonna get misalignments. You're gonna have to pack your lunch if you want to move the ball uh, consistently against this team. I kind of feel like that's the story. Everything I watch from this Kansas State team, including the OU game. They just don't. They don't look special. They just don't look bad anywhere. You know, like it, they're well coached. They they've got um, solid talent from you know one to eleven on offense and defense. There's not a lot of holes in this team. There's not necessarily a lot of players that jump off the page. You're 
if you're talking about any draft picks, you know, NFL draft picks from this team, you're talking about, you know, the lower ends of the, the NFL draft. Nobody really looks like I'd, I'd say there's a there's at least five Texas players that out talent everybody on the Kansas team. If if you you might could even go to 10. Um, and so I think that's a big uh, a I, point to make here. I uh, I think, you know, Bill Snyder is retired and, and watching the games from, from from the sideline now. But You mean from the box at what, Bill Snyder Stadium? The, the or stadium <laughs> named after him. Um, but his fingerprints are still all over this team. I mean, it's a quintessential Bill Snyder, uh, what you kind of expected from Kansas State from, you know, 1989 to night or to 2011 you know juco's all the way up and down <laughs> Juco player and, and just guys that guys that are gonna know what they're supposed to be doing you know yeah <laughs> makes a big difference you know chris Kleiman is 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 kind of uh he's kind of carried on that tradition and 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 play to the strengths with the roster he has so. what uh what do you want to see from texas this week that you th- let, let me phrase it a little bit differently if blank happens, Texas wins. If. Hmm. I'll go ahead and throw one out there. If Sam Ellinger doesn't throw four interceptions, there's a good chance Texas wins. That's, that's a good one. I, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go quite that, that far, but I would say if, if Texas, if Texas wins the time of possession or keeps Kansas under under 35 minutes in the time of possession, Texas wins. So you think that keeping long, sustaining drives, um, keeping the defense, uh, Texas defense off the field and the Texas offense on the field, you think that's a key to this game? That and, and more the other way around where I think if this Texas defense can get off the field on, on some third downs, you know, this isn't a Kansas State team that's normally built for third and longs. They, they 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 converted quite a few uh, against Oklahoma, but this isn't that's not what this team wants to do. They're not normally explosive, right? And and they're not normally they're not normally a team that, like I said, that, that wants to throw the ball in, in obvious passing situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the most frustrating frustrating things as a fan is to watch a team run for four and a half yards to carry every time, and you're like, oh, it's third and two. Okay, I guess they're going to get play. this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just really frustrating to watch from a, from a, a, a fan's perspective. And that's kind of what Texas has got to avoid here. You know, don't let them just get into this rhythm where they're eating up chunks of yards with a running game. You know, it's going to have to be a game where the linebackers step up, where the defensive line really can take up that two-gap spot that, you, that you've talked about. Um, you know, let the defensive line eat, eat up that offensive line. Let the linebackers make plays. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, going back to that point, I, when they beat when Kansas State beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma ran six plays in the whole third quarter. You know, that's that's what Kansas State wants to do. They they want they want to keep. Wait a second, say that, say that again. That doesn't sound like a real stat. That, that's a real stat. <laughs> I, I I I I gleaned that from 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 doing some prep for this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, Oklahoma ran six plays in the third quarter with zero first downs. Uh, you know, I I can't remember the last time. You could say that about that team, um, but that, I mean that's what they want to do. They're gonna they want to shorten this game. They want to turn their opportunities and touchdowns and hold Texas to field goals whenever they do move the ball. They know they're not gonna shut Texas down, uh, but you've got you've got to convert your 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 red zone opportunities. Be creative in the red zone. 
but don't be cute at the same time. Uh, I think I think that's a big key. So uh, for Texas, uh, obviously, also you know as healthy as they can get, you know, getting some player playmakers back on the field, I think would help. Um, it, going into this game, I know Kansas lately has been is perceived to be actually the better team, you know, for the most part. But this Big 12, it's kind of a mush between, I don't know, 3 and 10 or something like that. You know, there's there, there's a little cream up there at the top, but... It's week-to-week, matchup-to-matchup. It really but, is. Yeah. It really is. There's there's not a lot to to take off of. You know, we talked about earlier, oh, they won against, or they lost against TCU, but they won against OU. I really think it is a week-to-week matchup type thing. It, it's something... We'll have to talk later about the implications for the playoffs and all that type of stuff. Uh, does Big 12 have a representative? But I just feel like this is a really mishmashed area of the Big 12 that anybody can beat anybody at any given week. They're, they're, you know what, if you're a betting man, t- take the points on whoever it is because you, you, you never know who's going to pull out a victory. Right. You would you, – you look at the – you know, Rankings, and you see, you know, Kansas State's ranked, Texas isn't. Uh, you would think that'd be an easy, that'd be an easy decision. But you look at the talent on the field, and you say, "Wow, Texas has a lot more talent." Yeah, who can keep up with Johnson or Duvernay or right. you know somebody maybe like Whittington? There's you know, not like, a player on on that roster that could cover those guys one on one. I don't, you know? I don't think so either. It, it, it's the confounding part of a Texas football fan at this moment, but. Uh, you know, it, it, it's frustrating, I guess. But this is why we're we're moving on from, <laughs> from the TCU game. Right. We're moving on. We're into new football. It's yeah. a it's a new season after looking the bye week. Looking forward and not back. Yeah, looking forward and not back. Well, uh, I appreciate it, Chris, uh, helping us look forward a little bit, trying to find some of that optimism after a long, long bye week, uh, and uh, what Texas can expect for this um, uh, Kansas State game coming up. So. Uh, Chris, once again, you can find more of Chris's work on uh, si.com slash college slash Texas, uh, or you can follow him on at Duke's Take. That's D-U-K-E-S-T-A-K-E. The old Twitter. And uh, thanks thanks again, Dalton. Uh, and uh, thanks again to Brian Moore back in the... Uh, whatever, I guess we call it a studio. Yeah, we'll just make it up. Yeah, why not be a studio? (laughs) We're uh, (laughs) we're podcasts are born. Uh, Well, thanks a lot, guys, and... uh, uh, look, just check out the website. We'll be we'll be with you one way or the other, all all the way through game day. All right, thanks. Appreciate it.